0: Woke up on a Saturday, I rolled the fattest J, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. He do what his daddy say, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. Yeah, <laughs> what's up? Brothers and sisters, yo, especially that person from uh from Estonia who's listening. a Woman between the ages of twenty five and twenty nine. Thank you and welcome, uh, welcome to the Maddie J podcast. Yeah, I just um I looked up my my uh, statistics for the Maddie J podcast here, and you know I'm checking it out, looking at um. The female listenership... Dude, it's gone up to... uh I think it's like 6% now. So thank you, ladies. Um And then, lo and behold... I scroll down a little bit further... And... 99% viewership from USA. And I got a fucking 1% viewership in Estonia. So... The fucking broad ODA in Estonia. Cheers. Cheers. Um... Let's get that listenership up in Estonia. Tell your friends in the former Soviet bloc that uh you know, Matty J has your back and uh hey man I'll pick up a uh, sickle and hammer just, just as good as the next guy, you know. I'll just be hanging that hanging that USSR flag, baby. Um Cold War Cold War, schmold war, that's what I say. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, You've probably already turned off by now, the person from Estonia. So thank you so much. I will never not have that stat. It could go down to less than 1%, but I will always have that stat of the person who listened in Estonia. A woman between the ages of 24 and 29, according to uh, demographic data. Sounds pretty creepy when I uh, say that out loud, but... The wonders of technology. So what's up, everybody? Friday night. I gotta admit, man, I'm feeling a little groggy. I just had a gigantic meal. um, Which I cooked myself. I got about two and a half hours of sleep last night. Because I couldn't shut my, my goddamn brain off. Um... I was thinking about, you know, the usual, the um, geographic center of the universe, Einstein's theory of relativity, uh, turbulent auto mechanics, stuff like that, and, uh, you know, I was up till probably like 3, 4 a.m., just tossing and turning, my pillow felt like a fucking rock, you ever have that? You just realize one day like your pillow sucks and you're just like fuck and then you don't think about it till the next time you lay on your pillow and you're like god damn this pillow sucks and uh, you know you just keep tossing and turning and uh, you know if you're a guy like me you, you never do anything about it Um but luckily I'm married and I could just tell my wife, and she would probably go out and get a new pillow. So that's what I'll do. So uh, Maddie J Podcast, running on fumes today. If you can't already tell by the general lethargy of my voice. Woo! And it's not like Everton's helping out things. Let's be honest here. So uh, we go into last weekend. Last weekend! I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling, dare I say, on cloud nine, maybe even cloud 10 at this point. I was feeling great. Um, We just rebounded, had a great win against Leeds, tied Man U. Train was rolling, baby. And then we get to uh, Saturday, last Saturday. And, you know, we're playing Fulham at home. Fulham, bottom three team. Easy dub easy dub they're 10 points behind uh 15th place they're 16th or i'm sorry they're 10 points behind 17th place dude i am so fucking tired i can't even think um but yeah the, the point is they're 10 points behind the next person and they're about to get fucking relegated they have no fucking hope but what do they need to get that hope back again? Get that little glimmer of hope? Well, all they need to do is go to and Park, play Everton. That ought to shake off the rust, right? So, uh, I mean, from Everton's point of view, just you should be fucking embarrassed with yourselves, sirs. And any madams involved. Doesn't sound good. There's no, like brothels hopefully running but um yeah all the fucking players on the team bench them all man trade them all fire the coach sell the owner to another team i don't know but like dude this is just typical everton man the highs and lows of an everton season you know you come off some big big fucking games Against top clubs, traditionally top clubs, historically top clubs, like Leeds, fucking Tottenham, fucking Manchester United. And then you go play Fulham at home and fucking lose 2-0. 2-0. Dude, what I would give to be a fly on the wall after that game... Or on the wall, because if I was in the wall, I couldn't hear anything. So if I was a fly on the wall after that fucking game, dude, give my left nut to be a fly on that wall. Um, just to hear what Ancelotti said. Ancelotti. enchilada, Dude, he must have been so pissed. Like, what do you say to a team that fucking always fucks in the biggest moments? And I don't mean fucks in a positive way. I mean... They always get fucked. Technically, if you're getting fucked, you're still fucking. But they're not doing the fucking. They're getting fucked in the in the worst possible moments. So um, it's just I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not. It's typical Everton. Now we're only um, one game we've played less than everyone else and we're still in 7th because we can't get our dick out of our ass. <laughs> so, um I mean, hey, it only gets fucking worse here from there. I mean, we played uh we played Manchester City um on Wednesday and got beat 3 to 1. And, I mean, Manchester City's on a great run of form right now. I think they've won five in a row. So, I mean, that's the, that's the best team in the league, easily, by far. So I'm not too concerned about that. You can lose to your to your Man Cities, your Man Uniteds, your Fulhams. No, you can't lose to your fucking Fulhams because, you know, those games are going to count at the end of the year. I guarantee you they'll be, like, three to six points back in fifth or sixth place. And they could have fucking taken care of business against Fulham and taken care of business against Newcastle and fucking been in the top four or at least the top five to play in the Europa League. So, motherfucking shit, man. Just the life of an Everton fan. And I was talking to my boy KP today. Um, My boy BMaz texted all of us. Shout-out to BMaz. He's going to be in the pod in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to call it a pod either. Fucking... Don't know why I just did that. But he's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks. Um, first week of April. So look forward to that. Be Um But anyway, he texted all of us. Obviously, tomorrow is the biggest game of the year for any Everton fan or any Liverpool fan, for that matter. And that is the Merseyside derby. For those who don't know, Merseyside is the county that Liverpool is in. Liverpool having two teams, Everton FC, the People's Club, and Liverpool FC, the shite. Um, So they'll be playing tomorrow, 12.30. Huge fucking game. So anyway, BMaz texts us, reminds us about the game. We're all pumped, man. KP hasn't, he's just getting into soccer now. So he hasn't picked his go-to team yet. And, you know, BMS put up the question, you know, who you got? You got Liverpool? Bunch of fucking Deutschbags? Fucking Nobs? Or you got the fucking Titanic Peckers <laughs> of Everton? And um, <laughs> he chose the Titanic Peckers. So, my point being... That uh, KP, once he chose that, that fateful choice of, of choosing Everton to support. Um, I'm happy that I know another person besides like the two other people in the United States who support Everton. There's now three or four of us, I should say, with KP now joining the ranks. But I told him, dude, get ready for fucking heartache and misery. But honestly, I was thinking about it, being a Ravens fan probably prepares you pretty well for that. And I know 31 other fan bases are fucking rolling their eyes like, yeah, we wish you had we had two Super Bowls like you fucking complaining and shit, your fans are so spoiled. Well, you know, what do you want me to say? We have a successful organization, go fuck yourself. But we don't usually put it together to make shit happen in crunch time. Um, And Everton's even worse with that shit, dude. And it was on full display this Saturday. So KP, I'm happy you're joining the ranks of the Blues. But I must say, at the same time, let down City, not USA, UK. Let down City, UK. Because uh, this is the type of shit. It's a fucking roller coaster. It's like, uh, you know, an abusive relationship you know she gaslights you and and tells you you're fucking up for uh, hanging out with your friends dude I've experienced this in college that it was, it was the fucking worst but yeah she gaslights you tells you you're hanging out with your friends too much and then she goes and cheats on you not that that's ever happened to me <coughs> college but uh yeah that's pretty much what Everton fandom is like the uh the chick who gaslights you and then becomes a lesbian. Like I said, not that that's ever happened. Um, but anyway... <laughs> I'm on a fucking roll. Uh, let's cheers. I got my first beer of the night. Estella Artois. From the Belgium region of Western Europe. Very fine country. You might not have heard of it. Um, I believe a... Amsterdam is the capital. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Um but yeah, it's a it's a nice pilsner, 5%. Um dude, I hope you guys got a beer right now. Like KP said in the intro. It's fucking Saturday. You don't have to roll the fattest Jay, but hey, like I said, if you want to, if that's your thing, And it's legal in your jurisdiction. You can toke up. Um, Doesn't happen to be my thing. But hey. Who am I to judge? And I don't know if weed's legal in Estonia. I'm assuming that the uh, old Soviet bloc. Probably hasn't legalized drugs yet. Just an assumption. Um, But my Estonian female friend. Women don't really smoke. If you want to eat eat a gummy and listen to this podcast go right ahead probably be tripping balls because i make no sense right now but anyway let's uh let's get delirious drink some beers cheers guys so yeah you had that look man the like i said the the merseyside derby it's the most important game of the year i don't give a shit what the records are As they say with the Ravens and Steelers, throw the records out the window. This is all about pride. This is all about passion. This is the best derby in the game. Maybe the Manchester derby is on the level here. I'd say probably they're on the same level. But this is one of the two best rivalries in the game, at least. Um, It's a shame that there's not going to be fans there. I guess it's good. There's not a super spreader event, but uh, at the same time, man, and going back to past years and and looking at old Merseyside derbies, which they're they're playing on NBC, uh, a bunch of videos now on YouTube with some old Merseyside derby clips because you know trying to get people amped for the game. Um, Just the atmosphere there is just whatever stadium, whether it's Anfield or whether it's Goodison Park absolutely fucking electric and uh one of my dreams one day to go there and check that shit out because i just don't i don't really see foresee any kind of atmosphere like that in the u.s here maybe college football maybe college football um but certainly the nfl is not that fucking nuts And like I said, after I watched that Leeds Take Us Home documentary, I was like, yeah, nobody fucks with the English fans as far as like intensity and passion. So that shit is going to be sorely missed. But as far as on the field, I mean, it's just like any other rivalry. The players hate each other. The coaches hate each other. They don't really even have to know each other. They just hate each other. Um the substitutes hate each other. The refs hate each other. Um, the commentators hate each other. No, it's just like it's just an intense, awesome rivalry. So, looking forward to that tomorrow. Um, Twelve thirty. Definitely going to be on NBCSN or NBC, I'm sure. So, KP, check out your first Everton loss tomorrow, or should I say today? If you're listening on a Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be in, we'll be in it for the long haul, the roller coaster, the ups and the downs, mostly downs. Um, but yeah, we'll be there. So cheers. And hey, you know what? Cheers to all my Liverpool fan friends out there. Um, you know who you are. Um, you know what? Maybe the best team win made the most physical team win. Let's let's get a lot of fouls going. Let's get a lot of rough housing. You know? Let's uh what what's that thing in Halo where you kill the guy and then you like crouch over his body <laughs> <laughs> and you kneel down. What's that thing? What's that called? Uh teabagging? Yeah, fuck it dude. Let's do some teabagging. I wanna see some <laughs> not actual teabagging, but like, you know, the the the, um, teabagging mannerisms, not someone actually pulling their balls out <laughs> and sticking them in someone else's mouth. I'd I'd rather not see that. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> how fucked up, how fucking retarded is this podcast so far? I'm really sorry. Maybe it's entertaining. I hope so. But, um, this is what three hours of sleep does in my brain. Um. So yeah, check that shit out tomorrow, 12.30, Eastern Time. That's a good Stella. So, what the hell else is going on? Oh dude, this is the inaugural time on the Maddie J Podcast that I will be talking about. Are you ready for it? Orioles baseball, mm-hmm. you feel the magic where you are. When I feel like a kid again. When I am at the yard. The Orioles suck ass. Mm-mm-mm. 0.0 chance to win. According to the sports books. Alright, I'm going to stop because that's probably pretty annoying. But yeah. 0.0% odds to win the AL East. Your Baltimore Orioles. Um. I mean, look, I'm down, you don't already have to fucking kick me while I'm down, sports bets, but like, dude, not even 0.01, like, I'm sure in some kind of alternate universe, right, you can run the simulations, and we would win one out of like 10 million times, right, maybe even less. If there were 10 million seasons of baseball, <laughs> the Orioles might win one. Could you just give us the point one? Is it too much to ask? Just take point one away from what was fourth place. I think it was fucking Toronto. You can't take point zero 01 away from Toronto and just give us like, "Hey, shit happens," you know? They're saying literally it is literally it doesn't matter how many seasons you play. <laughs> the Orioles will never be in first. So I gotta say I like our odds. I like our odds this year. I'm putting twenty bucks. I'm going to uh Vegas later this year. I'm putting twenty bucks on the O's. Dude. You know, like it could be like a Leicester City situation. Like uh You know, there were five thousand to one to To win the Premier League And uh Some people saw that Put like a hundred bucks down And ended up winning like five million bucks Is that the right math? I don't know It's either five hundred thousand or five million Fuck off I don't have a calculator But uh Yeah I put twenty bucks down I mean at this rate With a zero point zero percent chance of winning Their odds have to be like ten million to one So I put 20 bucks down, you know, I'm good for about three or four generations. So, and then I can afford to actually purchase my own music to put in this fucking podcast so it's not copyrighted. I don't know. Maybe Michael Jackson owns my fucking music right now. I have no idea. Which would mean Paul McCartney owns it. I don't know, dude. But yeah, 0.0% chance. So if you're a betting man or woman from Estonia um (laughs) go to your nearest sports book just fuck it it's 20 bucks what's the worst that could happen I mean you could infinitely in every scenario lose 20 dollars but maybe in some parallel dimension uh you could possibly win like 200,000 just for betting on the others so you know what fuck it I'm gonna do it let's see what happens And that's just for winning the AL East. I mean, this isn't even, like, World Series bets. This is, like, who's going to win the division? Zero point fucking zero percent chance. Just absolutely physically impossible. I have to say, though, um, if I were to probably look at the lineup, besides, like, Adley Rushman, whatever the fuck his name is... See, I, I just don't I wouldn't know who the fuck anyone is. Is Chris Davis still on the team? Are we still paying him like seventeen billion dollars to strike out four times a game? Probably. Dude. Regrettable purchase of my lifetime, jersey wise. Chris Davis. Chris Davis. What's yours? Mine is uh for sure. Number nineteen. Crush Davis. Chris Nasty. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever called him that, but yeah, dude. RegrettableJerseyPurchases.com dot com. That'd be a good website. It would just house like pictures of like Eric Crouch jerseys for Browns fans, and like uh, Elvis Gerback jerseys. Um, who else? Who else? Just was fucking. Oh, Johnny Manziel has probably got to be up there too. Whatever, fucking hopeless Browns fan bought a Johnny Manziel brand new jersey right after he did the double money sign when he got drafted. Like a fucking douchebag. That could go on there. Yeah. So regrettablejerseys.com. Somebody fucking make that, cause I would actually go to that website just for like the humor of it. Um. But if uh. If you do end up making that website and become successful, sue your ass. Um, Right after I get done suing Paul McCartney for my own fucking music. So. Dude, what is going on in the world? You got the O's doing just O's. They haven't even played yet, and they're still doing O's things. Like, they haven't even thrown the first... 50 mile an hour lob of spring training with pitchers and catchers and already we're like dude we lost (laughs) oh my god this must be what it's like to be a browns fan like in previous decades maybe i would compare this to being a lions fan you just go into this you're like we know we're not gonna we're gonna get last place and we're not gonna win anything but how bad is it gonna be how bad are the O's? I don't know. Pretty fucking bad, I guess. But just... The sheer fucking humor... Of that fucking asshole typing that article, knowing... Knowing he was being a dick. Not even giving a point zero one, and just being like, yo. People in Baltimore are gonna go crazy over this. But fuck him. It's fucking Baltimore. He gives a shit. So, well, I do, sir, or ma'am. I give a shit. Just give us the point zero one, man. I, still, I just, it just boggles my mind. Anyway, my, my fucking Stella. I opened it up, took a sip. Isn't this the worst? And then, as soon as you put the beer down. It like just like a fucking volcano, the foam just starts lavaing out, and you're like, D- what causes that? Passive air pressure? Like I don't even know what the fuck. I get a physicist on here, man. That'd be funny. I get a physicist on the podcast. And I'm like, dude. So like, when I'm drinking a beer, and like I set it down, like what causes like the foamy shit? To like leave the bottle. Do you like what is that? So um yeah, that's my physics physicist interview. Um Yeah, what the hell else is going on in the world? I did finish the uh the documentary about a Elisa, Elisa lamb. No, it's not a lamb. It's a person if you listen to the podcast a couple weeks ago. I was talking about the Cecil Hotel doc. I finally got around to finishing all four episodes. <laughs> I kept... It's not because the fucking shit was bad. I just kept falling asleep. Because I would put it on when I was in bed. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to finish this episode. And then I wake up the next morning. And Netflix is saying, are you still watching? And it keeps going like to the midpoint of the fourth episode, which is the last one. And it's like, I I started the fucking second episode. What the hell is going on? Um, And I would just keep doing that over and over. I would watch, like, maybe 20-minute increments. And then I'd wake up to, are you still watching? Are you still watching? Every fucking time. So, uh, I finally got through all four. I gotta say, I already knew what happened. So, it was pretty good, though. Um, A lot of different perspectives. They had perspectives from cops prominent CEOs, leaders of foreign nations, um, YouTube sleuths, you name it, somebody had time and space on that documentary to give their theories, so um, I'm I'm fucking around, but it was very interesting to see uh, just the kind of tomfoolery that went on in that hotel, and that's putting it lightly, like, you know, there was... You know, like murders and suicides and all that shit. So um you know some places are just cursed, dude. Like my brain that's cursed. But like you know some physical fucking buildings and shit are just cursed. They have that energy that's like you go in there, you ain't never gonna come out the same, man. And it's just uh It's just, like, I don't know if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, you expect something horrible to happen, and then you kind of subconsciously do things that build up to that point where something horrible does happen, and then it happens, and you're like, oh my god, it's the building, and it's like, no, you're just a fucking idiot, and you weren't paying attention to all the signs, or if it's really just, like, a supernatural, like, hey... We'll just decide, all of us ghosts, we'll just hang out here and, uh, wreak havoc. You know, just like anything else in life, I'm sure it's somewhere in between, you know. There's a little bit of sorcery going on, but there's also a little bit of self-fulfillment, a little bit of subconscious, subconscious, unconscious actions that lead to, uh, horrible shit happening, so... Um, My point being, it's a great documentary. I think you should watch it. It's um, the perfect documentary to fall asleep to at least ten times. (laughs) Man, I'm really selling this thing. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually very interesting. And, of course, like I told you about the YouTube video last time, it's crazy how she goes in and out of the elevator, looking around, and you just it's just kind of a mystery as to what the fuck happened. How did she end up in that GD water tank? And who put her there? Or did she put herself there? I mean, how do you put yourself somewhere where it's locked from the outside? I just don't understand. And there's some disgusting details that come out, just about, like, you know, she's in the water tank, right? She's in there for a few weeks. And... That is a source of water in the hotel. I'm just going to leave it at that. am sure you can fill in the blanks there. But that's fucking... Just beyond unimaginable. So... I mean, it is imaginable. I can imagine it right now. And it would be pretty disgusting. To say the least. So... Yeah, it's just little, little... Horrific slash interesting things like that. Um, So yeah, give it a watch. If not, you know, go fuck... Go fucking watch something else, you know? Who am I? I'm just a guy bearing his soul for you. At no cost to you. Um I'm I'm just I'm really just out of it. Uh but yeah, just check that shit out. It's really it's really fucking good. I feel like I keep wavering between being fucking a raving lunatic and trying to be serious here. Woo! Anyway, got my got my Stella on. Cheers again, fellers and ladies. If you're uh, if you're hanging out with a beer man, just let's take a little five second break here. You know, no pressure if you don't want to. I never liked that shit when I was uh when I was growing up. The fucking kids who would fucking drink, dude. You gotta fucking drink. You gotta, dude. Chug that fucking freshman. Chug it. I would just be like, dude, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, so yeah, let's be let's let's I'll be that guy now. Chug your fucking beer, you pussy. Okay, cool. No foamage over the top. Good news. Yeah, I mean, um, we got a lot of exciting times on the horizon. I know NFL is over, and that's been. You know, and of course it always is the main source of entertainment in the fall. But look what you got in the spring, dude. I start paying attention to hockey because the Caps... I I love the fucking Caps, dude. And they're a team that, despite, you know, the constant letdowns, they did... They had the one magical year. And that's all I can really ask for as a Caps fan. I've seen... I've seen now two out of my three favorite teams, which would be the Caps... Well, I should say four. The Caps, Everton, the Ravens, and the Orioles. Two out of the four of them won a major championship in my lifetime. And the Ravens, multiple championships. It's like, dude, you know, I'm happy. I'm not not getting greedy. And I think every city should get a chance to have that feeling. Fucking St. Louis last year. Good for you. You know, your football team gets ripped away to go to LA you know you don't have shit except the Cardinals the Cardinals pretty good so I'll give you that but um you don't have anything outside of summertime so you know you get a sport playing during the the winter and it ends up in a championship I mean fuck it good for you guys so you know I can't really complain the Caps have definitely had their downs and they've had their playoff choke moments and they've gone up in series 3 nothing and lost 4 to 3 um they've been down 3 to 2 and come back and won 4 to 3 and vice versa so hey man it's the life of a fan i don't get as pissed at the caps as i do with like other teams blowing it um i think the worst the worst Orioles loss I've ever seen. It's tied between the the Jeffrey Mayer incident where he literally fucking... Only the Yankees could get away with this. The kid literally fucking... Gotta check this out. It's like the most famous Orioles just... I hate my life moments of all time. Uh, I think it's 97, we're in the ALCS against the Yankees, in the Bronx, Yankee Stadium. We're up big, um, and we're about to take like a three games to two lead, and fucking Derek Jeter hits a ball into the outfield, it goes about, ends up being about halfway up the right field wall, and this kid fucking leans over the wall, right? Right? And catches it in the center of the wall. So it's not a home fucking run. And the uh, the umpires get together and they they call it a home run. And The Yankees tied it on that and then they end up winning the game. Like how as an Orioles fan do you not look at that and you're like, dude, this game's rigged. This game is fucking rigged. And how do you not as an Orioles fan look at that and be like, dude... I fucking hate the Yankees and everything they stand for. So, yeah, that's uh, the worst Orioles moment. And the second worst one has to be the game where the dude in the stands, the friendly fucking Canadians, quote-unquote. Everybody talks about how friendly Canadians are until you start beating one of their sports teams and then they either boo you because you tore an ACL which is NBA, or they throw a fucking Molson at your center fielder, Um, which they did against us in the fucking wildcard game where Batista, or I think it's Encarnacion, hit the walk-off homer against us to eliminate us in the one-game playoff. So, yeah, you're all nice and friendly until you start fucking losing Canada. So I'm not buying the whole friendly neighbors to the north thing. Maybe in general, but not in sports, especially not in sports. So yeah, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of what have yous, um, a lot of wasted seasons for sure. I mean that's a fucking understatement, but um, you know we've had we've had a couple of good runs in there, man. Two thousand fourteen, we were just so close. We won the division, ALCS get swept in ALCS and it's like okay maybe next year and it's just no that was our chance so I mean we literally are starting from the from the ground up with the O's and it feels like we say it every fucking year I feel like this was me from 1998 until 2012 okay it's a rebuilding year it's a rebuilding year but next year next year dude We get the first pick in the draft, and we're just going to get a pitcher who's just going to be lights out next year, worst team in the league. Rinse and repeat 17 years in a row, or whatever the fuck that is, and uh, finally we put it all together in 2012, I think just with a roster of basically free agents. So, um, I mean, I hope we can turn this shit around um, And I have a sneaking suspicion that the Orioles owner, Peter Angelos, is intentionally making the team suck. A, because he's a cheap fucking asshole. And one of the worst owners in sports, besides Dan Snyder and that guy who owns the Bengals. Um, Not only that, but I think he may be intentionally letting the Orioles suck, or just kind of turning a blind eye, A, because he wants to save money, obviously, and B, because he wants to blame the fans for not attending. Yes, I realize it's COVID, but I feel like this was his plan before. You want to put a shit product out on the field and then blame the fans for not attending, and then shop around for another city to go to. I have a sneaking suspicion that's the ultimate plan, but hey, it's just a conspiracy theory at this point, so... Um, before you rise up in arms, I'm just a podcaster. Just, uh, just peeping some game. Is that the expression? I don't know. I was never in prison. Anyway, um, one sec. Um... So, yeah, I mean, hopefully you can put this together to spite Angelos. Have a great fucking run of four, five, six seasons and shove it up his ass. And then um, his son can take over and do the exact same thing. Nice. Uh, But maybe one of his sons is better at, um, I don't know, caring. Realizing that um, in order to win, especially in baseball, you have to spend a fuckload of money. Because guess who else is doing that? Everyone in our fucking division. Every single team, except maybe Tampa Bay. Um, there really needs to be a salary cap in baseball. You know, we're living in a society. You realize these people have no salary cap over here? Seinfeld. Whew, anyway, Um. yeah, I mean... I I really do hope that we can turn around and be successful in the next couple of years just for the for a simple fact that uh we used to have a friend in college I'll finish my thought in a minute trust me but we used to have a friend in college who uh when I was an RA he lived down the hall from my friend Danny who was the drummer in last week's song by the Red Squares so everything is coming full circle full circle here but um He had a across the hall neighbor who was just kind of a hick from uh, from Delaware, and you get those, you know, you get the townies in Salisbury from time to time. Um, Anyway, the dude would always say, you know, for the simple fact that, uh, for the simple fact, um, I, I was surprised for the simple fact that. So anytime I say that, I'm just like. It brings me back there, it brings me to that accent, and just the overall hillbilly nature of the person saying it, so, um, anyway, great story, uh, yes, I want the Orioles to succeed in spite of their fucking ownership, so hopefully they can do it, I feel like I've taken up enough of your time with my incoherent, rambling minutiae, underrated word, minutia underrated word minutia. use the word, see, the is one of the words where if you use it too much, people will, like, get annoyed with you, so, dude, if you throw it out maybe, like, once every five months, that might even be too often, I would say once, once every eight to nine months, if you say the word minutia, maybe to a different group of friends every time, um things are going to start improving in your life i guarantee you try it out anyway um thank you to KP for the intro again thank you 24 to 29 year old from estonia young young lady i'm trying not to be there's no uncreepy way to say that so girl from estonia 24 t- 29 years old blondish brownish hair heavy set kind of thin but heavy set and uh you know medium average tall but kind of not tall at the same time you thank you so much um and tell your other friends in Lithuania and uh Latvia possibly to uh to check the podcast out um who knows they might they might become uh, fans of these teams that I just constantly trash that I'm fans of. So anyway, uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend full of splendors and minutia. And, uh, I will see you next week. Um, book club coming up soon. Next few weeks. I got a new book. I'll talk about it next time, but, um, everybody have a nice weekend. Drink your beers, smoke your pots. And, uh, I will see you next time. Take her easy.